The DX Talk, a podcast brought to you by Magnolia. Welcome to this episode. Uh, today, I want to tackle a rather big topic that is headless, going headless with a CMS or with an e-commerce solution. For that reason, I have uh, Dirk Weckerlei with me today. He's the head and partner manager of Commerce Tools, a renowned platform for e-commerce. Before we dive into the topic, Dirk, uh, why don't you say a few words about yourself or about what's important to your work? Well, thanks, um, and thanks for having me. So my name is Dirk Weckerlei. I'm heading the partner management at uh, Commerce Tools. Main um, areas of, um, of work of, for now, of course, the Dutch region, which is our strongest market, and also growing the business in the Benelux, the UK, and the Nordics. Um, it's all about good relationships with our partners. So growing those partner ecosystems together with our um, technology partners, such like Magnolia, are very important for us in order to conquer new markets. So let's dive into the topic. Um, some people say it's a buzzword, some people don't, but we're talking about headless, going headless as a CMS or even as an e-commerce system. But we realize that fewer people actually have an idea what it's all about than we might think. So maybe can you um, give us a, a crisp explanation or definition of headless? Well, first of all, I think it is a buzzword because everybody talks about it. And um, every time um, more and more people don't actually know what it means, it becomes a buzzword. So that's the same in this case. So going headless for us, at least for, for commerce tools, it was a logic move um, because we decided um, when we started this company and built this new product in 2013 um, that we as a commerce vendor won't be able to deliver um, engaging experiences and, and commerce uh, content management um, functionalities um, with our offer. So we decided that we won't go with any presentation layer. And that's right. actually what headless is about. Headless systems don't incorporate the presentation layer. They just deliver content or commerce, in our case, as a service to be consumed by different devices, different touch points, and, and in different scenarios. So that's so that was a decision it. from the start, really. But yeah. Now we also have the case that we have CMS mm -hmm. system, content management systems that basically have a rendering layer, but they just omit it. So that's a new trend. Is there a typical use case you can describe where headers is um, makes sense? Well, yeah, there are. Well, we actually are working on two um, 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 opportunities actually two projects right now where headless is the main key to the customer because just imagine scenarios where presenting the same content in the same format that you usually do in a web shop yeah. so when we think about uh, mobile devices and those mobile devices don't only have to be Uh, mobile phones. Um, we just had a talk about that last week in Gothenburg in Sweden where we were discussing a use case with one of our customers, um, a car manufacturer, where we actually think that the car now becomes the biggest mobile device <laughs> um, right now, which is, yeah, it's funny actually. Um, and in those cases, the content management system or the, the presentation layer doesn't play any role. It's all about yeah. delivering content into specific um, um, cases um, where you need to combine information and transaction in order to create a new customer experience. Right. And that's where, where yeah, a presentation layer simply doesn't make any sense. Nobody's going to use it on a small screen um, the way you usually do it in, in a web store. Right. So from your experiences, are there specific sectors of the industry where headers make more sense than in others? Is there something? I wouldn't say that it actually depends on the industry. So verticals, to be honest, I don't even believe in verticals. Okay. Um, of course, every vertical has their necessity in specific areas. They have their own processes, their own supply chain, and 
what have you. Um, but at the end, it's all about creating immersive content or engaging content that um, actually adds value to the pure purchasing process. Right. So whenever, as I said, whenever it's about new touch points, um, new ways of, of whether it's communicating when we just talk about the content or even purchasing or, or, or creating transactions, then headless comes into place because it's, it's a natural fit in those cases. Right. Apart from that, I mean, um, that's an obvious uh, advantage, but going further, are there other advantages that you get when you go headless apart from being able to just serve that content anywhere it makes sense in any way, shape or form? What other benefits are there? Well, the benefits are also that, that if you have existing um, front-end teams, uh, templater teams or whatever, um, they actually have the freedom to, right from the start, to, to work on the templates, to work okay. on the on, on the new look and feel of whatever they're thinking of. Again, as I talked about this car manufacturer, he's they are considering, considering things that no one of us has seen before. Right. So nobody of us has a blueprint and knows how, uh, how it should look like. And wherever you need that freedom of creating new ideas, of creating new ways of communicating and transacting, um, that it's very good to have, let's say, a standard format that you can use um, and apply to your needs. And also very important, if you, if, you, if you see that it doesn't work, you can just get rid of it and start from scratch right. because you still have the raw data. Right. And you can just start also, right? You can yeah, basically just take off. and Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to rework templates or to work on resolutions and on on, on, right. on heights and stuff like that. Right. Responsive doesn't. So time to market is also a keyword here, right? Which, yeah, I, I keep saying the same um, again and again. The new currency nowadays is time to market. It's all about speed. So is that also like um, a vote against monolithic thinking in in terms that uh, you should rather kind of build your own tool chain, your layers of, of components that you need to work with, like you have a CMS layer that you just use for the content management, you, you do your own front end, you do your add your custom commerce system, etc. Well, actually, I don't see a direct connection between a monolithic application and um, defining specific kinds of expertise between different systems. That's more the question of best of breed versus best of yeah, suite. That's what actually what I was what I meant. I yeah. mean, not, not monolithic in the sense that you don't use microservices, but that you just say, take one complete solution. Yeah. So, so you'd rather go for a best of breed approach. And so, yeah. So what we see, I mean, I've, I've, I've been in commerce for eight years now, so I, I spend a lot of time uh, with other commerce vendors as well. I've seen a lot of projects um, going on out there. And as a fact, as a matter of fact, um, the truth is that whoever buys a big monolithic uh, system, a commerce system that inherits uh, not only transaction, but also CMS functionality, PIM functionality, marketing functionality, campaign functionality, all of those tools lack in one area, always, at least yeah. in one area. Yeah. That's a fact, and, and nobody can actually question it. Just take a look at the at the projects. And another very important thing is, um, I've never seen a customer who really utilized 100% of the features that he at least once thought he should need when starting this RFP with 300 line items and checkbox like, yeah, it's, it's uh, out of the box. Every time a customer actually um, gets a proposal from the SI or the agency, they ask themselves, well, uh, you said it's out of the box, but, but yeah, of course, but you still need to customize it to your needs. So 
there's no need in doing this feature. Yeah. Well, you won't use the word. Um, featureitis uh, is another <laughs> word we can use. Right. So you say you should better start small and then add uh, features over time, in, in features in the sense of um, best of breed solutions? Start small, I, I, I would put that differently. Yeah. Start with what differentiates you. Yeah. And put all your efforts and all your time and money into what differentiates you and leave the standard stuff to others. But yeah. again, the standard stuff usually is 10 to 20% of what you're doing. Yeah. So why should you buy 100% if you just use 20%? Just buy a solution that offers you to pick those services that you need right. and leave the others out. And you don't have to care about them. You don't have to maintain them. You don't have to pay support for them. You don't have to migrate them. You don't have to make sure that everything works when you add a new feature. And there, that's where it actually comes to the whole idea of microservices. But again, best of breed for us, it's a natural thing. We don't ship with any CMS functionality because we think there are a lot of um, CMS vendors out there and Magnolia is one of the most prominent ones for us, especially in our ecosystem, who can do things much, much better. Yeah, I want to just quickly go back to the headless topic. We have talked about advantages. What about the trade-offs? Are there any things that you have to think about when you when you start building on a headless concept well it's like always in life right there's no 100 truth or wrong of course there are always cases where it also makes sense um, to use a standard system that delivers already presentation layer and standard scenarios so i would never say only do this or only do that what we propose to our customers is you can go both ways mm. you can you can just choose um, so that's how we're starting with a lot of our customers. We don't tell our customers get rid of the monoliths because right. in many scenarios and cases, the monoliths still make sense for them. And they also invested a lot of time and effort and money right. into that. Right. So why should they get rid of it? They shouldn't. But whenever it's about adding a new product, a new service to the portfolio, just trying out new markets, it doesn't make sense to invest so much money, time and effort into adding no new features and new functionalities into that monolithic system. Just start from scratch with a new system that actually is able to be placed within your existing architecture. And that's where, where of course, headless systems, uh, just like commerce tools, can help a lot. Right. Maybe just one more final question. Can you give us an outlook where you think headless is heading, <laughs> to do that play with words? I mean, yeah. where this trend is going? <laughs> headless is heading, that's, that's nice. Well, I think, as with all trends, there's there's a starting point where it just boosts up and everybody talks about it and at one point people will see the the advantages and the disadvantages of it so there will be a hybrid a hybrid market out there as okay. i said before there, there are many scenarios where the standard approach still works um, but there are more and more scenarios where this approach won't work anymore not technically of course it can work technically as well but it takes too much time so from my point of view there's going to be a mixed uh, a hybrid landscape out there of of um, headless and head system or heading system however you call it with head <laughs> with presentation layer. There, yeah there's going to be a mixture and and, mm -hmm. and 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 that's good for the for the market i think so great dave Eckler, thank you very much for your time okay thanks bye, -bye. <laughs> The DX Talk. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. Talk to us via Facebook or Twitter or visit us at mgnl.io.